welcome to day 26 of Shaped by the Word, season three, the story of the prophets. Uh, we've enjoyed getting to know Jonah and Amos and Hosea. Uh, we introduce you at the end of the week uh, to uh, Micah, a brand new prophet. And then, uh, of course, we had uh, like to know a lot more about these guys. Micah is probably the one prophet that we have the least biography on. He doesn't give us a whole lot of you know personal information. He doesn't you know, describe his call into ministry. He didn't really tell us what he was doing before ministry or what he was doing, you know, after ministry. His prophecy is uh, more patchwork. We've, we've already sensed that as we read the prophets. Uh, Jonah has a really cohesive, you know, narrative, but mostly the, uh, you know, prophecies are an anthology of oracles, oracles of judgment, oracles of restoration, oracles of compassion. So you're going to feel the start and stop here in Micah, you know, probably more than you will in any other of the prophets. Uh, he is, you know, uh, one thing we do know about him is uh, Micah happens to be Jeremiah's favorite prophet. Uh, Jeremiah will not even come on the scene until 100 years, you know, later. But he will quote uh, the prophet Micah. So we have a prophet quoting a prophet. And so uh, he was not only a contemporary of Isaiah, and many have described, you know, Micah as a mini Isaiah. There's a couple of passages they have that sound, you know, so, you know, so familiar. They're both uh, ministering at the same time uh, in the city of Jerusalem and no doubt knew each other and drew off each other and shared some common you know themes as well so we'll start Micah on, on Friday and we'll have to remind you who he is of course on next Monday uh, we hope you take advantage of you know the reading plan and uh, read the Psalms through the weekend and, and take advantage of being a part of the body of Christ and gather with God's people to worship and to be encouraged by him and encourage each other and uh, uh, so we began with with Mike I'm Paul Kemp here with Cindy Kemp and uh, Matthew Kresge Matthew Kresge, why don't you lift us up with a word of prayer as we uh, read the first chapter of Micah. Yeah, let's pray. Father, we um, are glad to come to your word. Um, thank you that you have spoken to us and revealed your heart and character to us in your word. Um, and so, Father, we as we read this together, um, we, we read it with, with gratitude, um, we read it with anticipation, um, waiting to hear you speak and and Father, would you use your um, this time together, use your word to accomplish your purposes in us. Thank you for um, all the things that, that have to happen for this to take place, to, to read as your people. Uh, Father, thank you for the gift that you've given us to do that. Um, would you um, bless the, the reading and the hearing and the doing of your word as we read it together. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. The word of the Lord that came to Micah of Morasheth during the reigns of Jotham, Ahaz, Hezekiah, kings of Judah, the vision he saw concerning Samaria and Jerusalem. Hear ye peoples, all of you, listen, earth, and all who live in it. The sovereign Lord may bear witness against you, the Lord from his holy temple. Look, the Lord is coming from his dwelling place. He comes down and he treads on the heights of the earth. The mountains melt beneath him and the valleys split apart like wax before the fire, like water <laughs> rushing down a slope. All of this is because of Jacob's transgression, because of the sins of the people of Israel. What is Jacob's transgression? Is it not Samaria? What is Judah's high place? Is it not Jerusalem? Therefore I will make Samaria a heap of rubble, a place for planting vineyards. I'll pour her stones into the valley and lay bare her foundations, and her idols will be broken to pieces. All her temple gifts will be burned with fire. I will destroy all her images. Since she gathered her gifts from the wages of prostitutes, as the wages of prostitutes, they will again be used. 
Because of this, I will weep and well. I'll go about barefoot and naked. I'll howl like a jackal and moan like an owl. For Samaria's plague is incurable. It has spread to Judah. It has reached the very gate of my people, even to Jerusalem itself. Tell it not in Gath, weep not at all. In Beth Oprah, roll in the dust. Pass by naked and in shame, you who live in Shafir. Those of you who live in Zion will, uh, will not come out. Beth Azel is in mourning. It no longer protects you. Those who live in Meroth writhe in pain, waiting for relief, because disaster has come from the Lord, even the gates of Jerusalem. You who live in Lachish, harness the fast horses to the chariot. You who are the sin of the daughter of Zion, you were where the sin of the daughter of Zion began, for the transgressions of Israel were found in you. Therefore you will give parting gifts to Moresh, Gath, the town of Aksab will prove deceptive to the kings of Israel. I'll bring a conqueror against you who live in Meresh. The nobles of Israel will flee to Adalam. Shave your head in the morning for the children in whom you delight. Make yourselves as bald as the vulture, for you will go into exile. Uh, you have a, you have not only very vivid images, you know, of judgment. You have you know the common thread that we bring forward, you know, from Hosea, the wages of prostitution, and of course that Israel's unfaithfulness uh, is much like you know human unfaithfulness. The deep pain of human unfaithfulness brings, you know, to anyone who has ever experienced our unfaithfulness brings deep pain, you know, to our God, and, and so you have a you have a Micah saying. I, I, I will run about and howl like a jackal, run about naked and destitute. Uh, and of course, this is the, uh, the posture of mourning, you know, as he mourns for uh, one that, you know, God has, has so deeply blessed. Well, and, you know, similar to Hosea, Micah's going to start again with that covenant lawsuit against the people. You know, here, you peoples, all of you, listen, earth and all who live in it. The sovereign Lord may bear witness against you, the Lord from his holy temple. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and just that's one of the things that I think strikes me as we move through Micah and we'll see it is just he, you know, it's he directs it to everybody. Then he goes to the rulers and he goes to the priests and he goes to I mean, the very heart of the people who should be leading God's people in worship. And he says, even there, you're you're corrupt. You know, you're, you're unjust. Um, and, and so just seeing, you know, these things, and kind of pop out that the Lord does from his holy temple has, you know, something to say against his people, all the people living in the land. You know, there's some interesting, you know, things that you see in the, you know, inscription or the way that it began. Hosea describes, you know, the kings, you know, that uh, both in Israel and Judah, you know, that uh, uh, you know, were uh, part of you know, his period of prophecy. Uh, it's interesting that he stops at Jeroboam. He didn't mention the last few kings, which he would have also been a part of his prophecy and part of his life. It's almost as if they were insignificant. When you come to Micah, he only lists the kings of Judah and not the kings of Israel. And you soon find he's talking to both yeah. nations. But it's almost as if he's not even acknowledging you know, the, the northern ten tribes of Israel as ever being legitimate. You know, the only true kings are the kings that are in Jerusalem. Unfortunately, Jerusalem itself has become a high place. Mm-hmm. In, in other words, not a place devoted to the worship, pure worship of God, but it has become a place of idolatry, and it's become you know, representative of all the failings uh, of the nations. And, and so you can feel them going back and forth, Jerusalem and Samaria, and yeah. the, the announcements. And, and of course, we remind ourselves that Israel divided in two after you yeah. know, Solomon was on the mm-hmm. throne. 
and you have these northern tribes of Israel called by Jacob here. Uh, you know, you have these northern tribes of Israel who always uh, were unfaithful. That they never had a, a moment of you know national revival. Judah was Judah was very spotty, and now you have both of them coming you know to the same end. It's kind of interesting to me in verse three where it talks about the Lord coming down from his high place or his dwelling place um, to take care of Judah's high place. But it just is kind of interesting to me that we trade these things for, you know, God in uh, his glory and his righteousness. So Outstanding poetry. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you've, uh, uh, the Lord is coming from his dwelling place, he comes down and he treads on the heights of the earth. Yeah. Uh, in other words, uh, the highest heights we have are the very bottom of his, you know, his yeah. foot as he treads. The mountains melt beneath him. The valleys split apart like wax before the fire, like water rushing down a slope. All this is because of Jacob's transgression, because of the sins of the people of Israel. What is Jacob's transgression? Is it not Samaria, the capital you've built as a monument to the worship of these golden calves? But how about Judah? Mm-hmm. What is Judah's high place? Is it not Jerusalem, the very place that was built to honor God, has mm-hmm. now come a place of dishonor? Yeah. Yeah, those very capital cities that, I mean, those are the capital cities of the nation, and yet you yeah. know, it's, how far has their sin, you know, how far has it gone? It, they use the capital, the very places that have become kind of iconic in a sense to say mm-hmm. yeah, it's reached the entire nation. This is, this is about all of you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's also, I mean, Verse nine from Samaria's plague is incurable. It has spread to Judah. It has reached every. Uh, it has reached the very gate of my people, even to Jerusalem itself. Uh, of just how far the you know the Lord's again witness against His people goes. How much how f- striking their sinfulness is. It's almost you get the sense that there's not a place where their sin hasn't reached. You know, and the Lord's saying, "I have come. I'm bearing witness against this." And, and what a you know what a powerful image of you know what you know sin really is an affection that continues to spread. Mm-hmm. It's not you know not something you know in any place or any condition we find it that we can ignore. Yeah. Uh, you know that does not you know grow and does not you know completely consume us and can change. You know not only our relationship with God but our disposition you know in all of our relationships and, and ultimately can infect an, an entire uh, nation. And, and so that's why you hear you know a constant call. Of, of repentance, you know, mm-hmm. from the greatest to the uh, to the lowest, you know, from the heights of the rulers to yeah. uh, the very person who you know trims the vines in the vineyard. weren't the uh, if I, were, I can't remember, but verse ten on a lot of those cities were places that Assyria had already conquered. You, I, I believe I could be wrong, but D- depending on you know depending on when yeah it, or will be. Conquered. <laughs> right. But you, you do get that, you know, you do get that present sense, yeah. you know, that our, you know, don't go mourn there because yeah. it's not even there anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and whether it's, you know, it's, it's a, whether it's a vivid presence, you know, of a future or, or you know, it, it's actually something that's already taken place and you feel it, you know, yeah. collapsing in on them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, it, it, you know, and if Mike is writing to, to Judah and saying, hey, destruction is coming, repent, you know, consider the cities you know mm-hmm. that have already experienced you know some of it, it's just kind of there's a maybe a heightened emphasis or a great, at least a great wordplay happening here you know as we see micah 
mm-hmm. highlighting you know the, the justice of God and the sinfulness of the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And back to what you said earlier, Paul, you know, just how it spreads in verse 13, you who live in, um, how do you say that, Lachish, 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 harness fast horses to the chariot, you are where the sin of daughter Zion began, for the transgressions of Israel were found in you. And I, you know, it just seems as though that as Israel just continue to let um, the nations around them influence them, you know, God deals with those nations, but he doesn't let Israel off, you know, off um, either. Because you know it has spread. Well, the heart of their sin is you know they had to in order to uh, you know the, uh, as the two nations you know, fell apart, Jerusalem was in Judah, and so if the people were going to go offer mm-hmm. sacrifices, you know at the temple, they would have to return to Judah. So they offered them, you know these uh, you know two uh, uh, you know two alternate sides, Bethel and Dan, and of mm-hmm. course we hear from the you know hear from the prophets Gilgal has also become a place where the calf, the golden calf, is worshipped. And they call it, you know, by the name of the Lord. And it's this, you know, it's this whole sense of, you know, the three things that we've talked about, uh, idolatry, uh, social injustice or a lack of care, you know, for the poor, mm-hmm. and simply just trusting in ritual rather than deep heart repentance, return to God. And you're going to see Micah, uh, you know, in all of these. Of course, you know, Micah ends, mm-hmm. you know, on that note. He showed you, oh, man, you know, what is it that the Lord requires of you to do justice, to love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And, and of course, that will be the call of the book as, as we move forward. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you for the prophets. Thank you for their pointed messages. And Father, may we not just sit back and see these as a, as a message to a distance people in a distant time. May we see ourselves and our idolatries and our trust and our confidence. And, and Father, may you use the call of the prophets Uh, to set our heart and our confidence in you. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.